This is Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer, and I'm inviting everyone to join us every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on the Kicking Lawyer fan page on Facebook for Law Talk Live, where we discuss business, politics, current events, and the law. If you miss the live version, you can watch the playback on YouTube or listen on your favorite podcast platform. Jerry Mason, the Kicking Lawyer. We're live for another Law Talk. Appreciate you guys taking time out of your Tuesday to watch us, or if you're watching this in playback, we appreciate that. I want to remind you to uh, like, follow, subscribe to us across platforms. We're on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms. So wherever you get your podcasts, you can check us out. And as always, we're on TikTok. Lots of cool uh, legal information as well as Josh's new uh, it's called Strip Talk, I think is what Josh is that's, doing, that's right, right, Josh? Yeah, that's, that's 100% correct. It's yeah. exciting. Very accurate. <laughs> I want to thank, uh, uh, oh, I want to remind you, we got N.A. The Band that's coming up. They're going to be a guest real soon, and they just released their single, Wonder Girl. It's available on Spotify, iTunes. It is free. doesn't cost you anything, so go check those guys out. I want to thank Michelle Allen. She's a longtime sponsor of the show. She's your go-to in the area. If you're going to buy, sell, rent, lease, real estate, she'd be glad to help you out. She's also genuinely a good person. And then uh, Mason's High Octane Martial Arts, which is running a special today and tomorrow for only 50 bucks. You can get a uniform for under the tree. You can visit masonsmartialarts.com, get the number, give them a call. Be glad to start your own kicking lawyer journey there. And then uh, the Cellar Restaurant Prohibition Bar, located here in Covington. There is trivia tonight, and we'll be closed Wednesday, Thursday, and then be open on Black Friday and the rest of the weekend, so you guys can come enjoy some uh, post-turkey food with us at the Cellar. And, of course, Masonite Digital Marketing. Josh will be glad to help you with your online branding, content, etc. And joining me today is you said Morgan Adair? Correct. Adair. Yes. Adair. I, I got it sort of right. And then you can't see off camera because he's like Brian is James, uh, my part, one of my partners with the seller. Hi. And uh, he has sort of a vested interest here. And so Morgan, you're with the... I'm with Autism Centers of Tennessee. So we're located in Memphis and um, we are basically just an ABA clinic for children with autism. Is it a nonprofit? Uh, it is not. Okay. So um, we want to branch out into a nonprofit area to, um, you know, just help more people in the community. But mm -hmm. right now we are for profit. Well, I actually prefer for profit personally because I, I think all of my businesses help people in their for profit. So it's okay. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, so tell us about what you guys do. What got you into that? Yeah, definitely. So um, my partner actually um, is a BCBA, which is a board certified behavioral analyst um, and graduated in 2016, uh, became board certified and really just wanted to help more children on the spectrum. And so we opened a location uh, in Memphis at Quince and Kirby and just really fell in love with um, our kids. Once they start coming to our clinic, it's it's honestly like your child. I mean, mm. they're they're multiple days a week. Um, and I mean, it's just really difficult to not fall in love with these kiddos that we see every day. So. Yeah. But how many children do you have in the practice? You think, uh, right now we've got about 42, mm -hmm. so it doesn't sound like a whole lot. Uh, but you know, it's intensive therapy. So our kiddos come, um, again, some are five days a week, some are just multiple days a week. So, mm -hmm. uh, 42 definitely keeps us busy. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And then of course at the cellar we have coming up, uh, is it Monday? Monday. Monday is a dinner that you guys can uh, buy tickets for and participate in that'll help benefit the autism 
Autism. What, tell me the name of it again. Autism. Autism Centers, Centers of, Tennessee. of Tennessee. And so the dinner, James, you want to tell us more about the dinner, tickets, et cetera? Yeah, so the ticket cost is $100, most of which is going to the Autism Center. We'll also have live music. Uh, we'll have a silent auction, I believe, that yes. night. And uh, and so, yeah, we're we're hoping to get a lot of people out to raise a lot of money for a good cause. And what do we have on the menu? I believe we have fillets, salmon, and chicken or shrimp alfredo on the menu as entree options. And then we have some side options and a couple of desserts. Okay. Uh, so, you know, you're, you're probably not getting out of there for too much less than that anyways. Yeah. If you come in for, for a steak dinner. So now you get to do it and, and help out something. Yeah. Uh, help out good while at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And the tickets are available at the seller or at your your business? Correct. And we okay. also have a link online um, that we share on our webpage. We've shared and, it on the seller page. Okay, wonderful. Mm-hmm. So uh, that may be the easiest way to go through and buy tickets. We'll also have tickets at the door that night as mm-hmm. well, but it's easier just to go ahead and get them in advance. Yeah. Do we have a cap on how many? We do. Um, I'd say we're about halfway to the cap right now. Okay. Well, so if you're, the online thing's probably easiest for all you guys, but if you decide to go to the dinner to support this center, uh, you can uh, also buy the tickets locally. So the seller will be closed Wednesday, Thursday, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday will be open um, at regular time, 4 p.m. You can buy the tickets there. Well, if anybody wants to just donate also, they're they're welcome to do that. Or if they have a good idea for something to to donate for the silent auction. Mm Mm-hmm. That could be a good idea. Yeah. Well, everybody should do that. The So how did you specifically get into this? So. Because this is, here's why I asked that. Yeah. A lot of times this is not something, I mean, dealing with kids alone is difficult. Then when you have kids that are dealing with these challenges, I think that takes a special person. So it's usually somebody that's had to deal with it themselves or has some, some personal stake in it somehow. Yeah. So, um, my background is actually in uh, clinical psychology. Um, so I was working through that. I've done a lot of therapy with um, children that are in the foster care system. I've done just therapy in a, a number of different ways. So I've kind of come across it a, a couple of times uh, throughout that. And then, like I said, my business partner um, really got into um, ABA, which is Applied Behavioral Analysis. And the more I was around it, the more I really kind of fell in love with it. Um, now I have a six-year-old son who has been diagnosed with autism, um, which actually came after the business anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. So now it's even more dear to my heart because it's something that's just so important. It's so prevalent in our society. Um, and I just, honestly, I just love kids. I love uh, the scientific aspect of it. And so, I mean, it just... It's a natural thing. Yeah. So. Well, so I, so I own a martial arts school. The little ad we did is one of my businesses. Oh. And I've had it forever. Done martial arts since I was little. And in teaching kids for 20-plus years, I've had a lot of kids come through that were autistic or I thought maybe were autistic. Do you know the statistics on how many kids are, are not diagnosed, like that maybe struggling with that and nobody knows? Well, I don't have any stats on how many are uh, misdiagnosed or not diagnosed or just maybe their parents never took them for testing, but I do know it's one in 58 kids, and it seems as if every couple of years that becomes um, even more prevalent in our society. So um, when we first uh, opened up in 2016, it was one in every 128 kids, and now we're already down to one in every 58. Do you think that's maybe because now there may be uh, it's not as stigmatized maybe to take the children and get them evaluated. So maybe we have more stats of who's. 
Yeah, we have that and just more information. I think a lot of times, um, you know, parents in the past, again, with the stigma, um, just having a stigma around it and people not wanting to get tested. Um, I think now teachers know to kind of look for it. There's more services that are available. And um, yeah, I think just more awareness. Mm-hmm. Well, Elon Musk admitted he's yeah. autistic and he's the richest man in the world. Yeah. There you <laughs> so, go. I mean, it doesn't have to be a, a crutch. I think it can, it, you know, and, and some of the people that I know personally that um, I know are on the spectrum somehow, a lot of times they're very, very intelligent. I think personally the, the main thing that I've noticed that's sort of, a, I guess, an obstacle in society is sometimes the interpersonal communications. Sometimes it seems like that's a little off, depending on, I guess, where they are. But feel free to speak to that, too, because some of the viewers may not know what autism is or what the degrees are and all that. Yeah, certainly. So um, more recently, there's been a shift. Um, there was Asperger's at one point that has now gone away. So what the diagnosis code now states is that there's autism one, level one, level two, and level three. So level one just says that you require some support. Level two is that you need pretty um, significant support. And then level three is you need ongoing um, significant support with you at all times. Yeah. So. Well, when you say they need support, like if it's level one, what are some signs or symptoms maybe of a child that is level one autism? Yeah. So level one, you'll hear some people um, consider it a high functioning autism. Um, all that means is, you know, they may have concerns with um, interacting with other peers. They may have um, just maybe verbal um issues where they're unable to uh, ask for help or they just, you know, they're having issues trying to, um, you know, just make friends. Um, And you really don't see a lot um, with level one. Sometimes it even takes you a little while to realize that there may be autism there just because it's generally not as severe Mm -hmm. as the other levels. Well, again, and I'm speaking because I'm ignorant, okay? So I don't mean to be offensive if my questions are are ignorant-based. But again, like, uh, I don't know personally. Again, I thought that an aut- autism was, to some degree, it had to do with either their, sometimes their ability to display emotion or to recognize emotion, you know what I mean? Like, and then the, so that creates a, a barrier sometimes, the interpersonal skills. is. Am I on on that or is that, like, autism is more, I guess describe what it is. Like, what, what are the, the problems associated with autism specifically? Okay. Um, well, and the biggest one is going to be uh, interpersonal um, relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really difficult because sometimes they are nonverbal. You mm-hmm. may have a kiddo who, you know, can't speak whatsoever. Then you've got other um, children who have sensory concerns. Um, and, and that's honestly why it's a spectrum because it hits so many different um, aspects. And So like some of the kids needs. that maybe uh, have a, a, a a bad reaction reaction to like certain noises or loud noises and things like that. Sometimes that can be a sign of autism. Yeah, certainly. As long as it's, you know, along with other things as well. Sure, but sure. You, we definitely see that quite a bit. All right. So then go all the way, I guess, then to the extreme. If it's like level three, uh, what are some symptoms or signs that a child suffer, suffers from that? Yeah. So you may have a child who is nonverbal or maybe they, you know, were hitting a lot of their milestones. And then once they hit, you know, two or three years old, all of a sudden they quit speaking. So, mm-hmm. Um, and not to say that the only thing that you would have in level three is nonverbal, but that's just something that we see quite often. 
Um, so they may be nonverbal, they may stem uh, repeatedly, which means something as, you know, if they're flapping their hands, jumping up and down, making verbal um, noises over and over again, um, you'll see some of that stuff where they just cannot be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got pretty severe meltdowns if routines are broken up or um, if you stop their stemming, things like that. So. Hmm. Uh, so, in, in some of these questions too, I don't know if you know the answer to or not. So just ignore me. But uh, can you grow out of it? Like, is it is it? So you always have it, but it's not something. The reason I say is because your brain adjusts over time; it grows and changes, right? Our personalities change. As an adult, I'm hopefully not as ignorant as I was a few years ago. Although some people would debate that, probably James. But anyway. Uh, but can you, is there, is it possible to kind of grow out of that or I guess it to improve over time? So what you'll notice is uh, you do not grow out of it. So, um, you know, along with occupational therapy, um, applied behavioral analysis and just getting behavioral therapies, things like that, you know, you can work around some of the things so we can start to shape behavior. We can do things like that. You're not going to grow out of a diagnosis, unfortunately. Um, it's not like you're, you're going to do a, a year of ABA therapy and now you no longer have autism. Well, but I guess that some, and I know everybody, every case is different. I'm sure it's case by case, just like my clients in the law firm. But it would seem that if you teach them certain skills and they harness those tools, that they can at least apply them and maybe not have as ill effect in life from, and I guess that's the goal probably, right? Yeah, that's definitely the goal. So we try our best to get all of our kiddos back into regular classes. Um, we've got a number of our kiddos who come for a, a year or two and we're able to get them into typical classes, which is amazing. Uh, that is certainly our goal. We want them to be with all of their peers, um, interacting, having friends, you know, living their lives. So that is definitely our goal. So can you walk me through what some some of the treatments I guess you would do are, or some of the therapies? Yeah, um, so I can uh, speak a little bit to it. My, I should have brought my business partner with me that does a lot of the clinical stuff. Yeah. Um, so I do all the business operations and things like that. But um, so every treatment plan that is written is written by BCBA. And so what they do is they'll meet with the child for an assessment, determine what their motivations are, what the function of their behavior is. And then based off of that, they'll write literally a hundred page uh, treatment plan of what interventions they're going to do when a child exhibits uh, a behavior that you're either trying to lessen or or sometimes those are behaviors that we want to increase um, and then as far as the actual interventions um, I probably wouldn't be the best to speak to that sure. but um, you know we definitely um, go based off of the functions of the well I guess I'm so. just again I these these interviews you'll find or literally me just being an idiot and then trying to figure something out 90% of the time. So I, I, if I ask, like I said, questions you don't get, it's cause you're, you know, I get it. Your partner's got it. I, I'm the yeah. same way on several businesses. There's, there's questions on the seller. I'd no idea, no idea about James would, would know. So, uh, yes. Well, I was going to say, as far as, um, you know, you're talking about growing out of it and learning things and mm-hmm. like being able to apply those. What we've experienced personally, uh, uh, with our, with our kid is, there were the initial issues that we had to deal with, you know, at like two, two years old. And that's like, let's, let's get this child to be able to communicate with us. Right. And then once he was able to do that, you know, then we move on to, but it's like, as, as he gets older, it's like, we've, we've gone through the processes of, 
okay, we identifying what his issues are at this age, fixing them, right? Or at least like trying, like learning coping mechanisms and figuring out how he learns things best and how he, you know, and so like, you know, making a sudden turn on the way home is no longer an issue as he, as he got older because we went through that. But now it's like the next stage up is like, here's the new set. Mm-hmm. Of, of things that he deals with differently than other kids. So we got to figure those out. And so it's like ever evolving and it gets easier because now he can communicate and he's like familiar with his diagnosis and, uh, and knows that he's, that he thinks a little bit differently mm-hmm. and has some coping mechanisms. So like he has, you know, there is like baseline stuff that helps throughout the rest of the rest of his life. It seems like, but there's just like brand new things as he gets older. Mm-hmm. Um, that he didn't know were going to be an issue. We didn't know were going to be an issue, and all of a sudden are, and then we got to figure them out. And so, probably the most important thing that I say to people is, if you think that maybe there's a possibility that your kid, you know, could be on the spectrum, you should get them checked out, because we had we had a, we had no idea, and we had a pediatrician who was you know who cared enough on an 18 month checkup to say. Your kid's not talking as much as he should. Here's here's the phone number to, or here's the contact for. There's an early intervention program through the state, you know, where they'll send therapists out and stuff like that. And, and what I liked about the autism center when I went and visited was there were kids there who were they like they were aged out of early intervention. I could tell, like they were they were too old for that. They don't need to be in they can't really be in a school setting right and so it's like what do you what do you do with these kids well these kids get to go spend the day there they have arts and crafts to work on they have room to run they have trampolines to jump on to get all that energy out you know they've got people there that care and like talk with them even if they're not really communicating back like they're getting that interaction with other people and stuff like that and so would you say that that's like kind of the the niche as far as like the the kids that come there every day it's like if they're not there, where would they be? You know what I mean? Like what, like that's, that's kind of like what I saw. I was like, this is a kid that could not be in school mm-hmm. and probably would be so difficult at home. The kid, the, the parents would go crazy or could not work, you know, and provide for themselves and stuff like that. So do you think that's kind of like the niche that y'all are in? Yeah, certainly. And I think, um, to speak to the fact of things getting easier, you know, learning how to deal with your child over time. So that's one of the things that we address. So we have mandatory parent trainings. So every month you have to meet with your BCBA, the parent does, to just to go over the behaviors that your child is exhibiting and to coach the parent through that because it's difficult. You've been there, I've been yeah. there. And, um, you know, just giving them those tools really makes it easier as as they develop with their child yeah um but yeah i think as far as um you know them being in school or being with us um you know the more behavior therapy that you can get in at the earlier age um you really start to see differences um the kids just you know start excelling yeah the sooner that they get in which is why early intervention is so important um i like the fact that you brought up uh tis the tennessee or early intervention system is fabulous and it's free you can get assessments yeah. for anything ot pt aba so and i had people definitely. tell me like he's probably just a late talker you know i was a late talker my grand you know everybody's got a story about somebody they didn't they just started talking when they were four or something like that 
And I thought, yeah, but what's the worst case scenario here is my kid's just a late talker who gets some therapy while he's two and learns some sign language so he commu- can communicate in the, in the meantime. Mm-hmm. So I thought there is no negative to this. There's no stigma to it. Like if, if my kid can stop having meltdowns because he wants to communicate but can't, then I don't see a negative to that. And so it, anybody who thinks that, the, it's po- that there's a possibility should just get it checked out. There's nothing, there's no harm in it at all. Um, well, I guess, too, I'm trying to think through because I'm not doing a good job of articulating, I guess, sort of what I was asking. And then I realized sort of why I'm asking questions as a parent. Like I'm thinking because I have four kids. James is my brother-in-law. Yeah. Um, I guess ex-brother-in-law. But yeah. anyway, yeah. he's the uncle of my children. It's a different episode. Good dude. Yeah. <laughs> so my um, um, I want, you know, as a parent, you like if my kid was autistic, then I want to fix it. You know what I mean? Like, so I was thinking, well, what are the steps you take to fix it? Am I trying to teach them to identify emotions or, you know, what are the steps? But then I got to thinking and I'm like, well, you know, if it's, this is who they are, how they are, they think differently is what you said. That doesn't mean that's wrong. It's just a different way of processing things. But, you know, to function in society, there's certain expectations that I guess you have to get them acclimated to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like crowd crowds, you know, mm-hmm. Evan used to not be able to be, he couldn't go to church unless he wore headphones, like yeah. noise-canceling headphones. And then he got to the point where he was able to have that conversation with himself, like, this is going to be loud, and it's going to bother me, right? Well, since you're being open on, I, I didn't know if you wanted to bring up about your own child. Yeah, but, I mean, he knows. Yeah, but uh, did you did you take him, where did you take him? Like, did you take him somewhere? So the first, pl- the first thing we did was the early intervention program, and then they actually sent therapists to the house. Okay. So we had an occupational therapist and a... Uh, speech therapist. Mm-hmm. They came once a week to our house. He'd learned sign language first, uh, which, which made a huge difference. Cause like a lot of his melting down was like, I'm hungry or I'm thirsty or I need to go to the bath or whatever. And I just can't tell you, but I want to tell you. And I feel like I should be able to, but I can't verbalize it. So I'm just going to have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. And so that really helped. And then after that, we got, uh, we were on a waiting list and we got in at the bowling center, uh, which was a year of, was it ABA or uh, what's it called? The behavioral therapy. Yeah, and, ABA. And, and, you know, a parent had to go with the kid every week for a year. You had to be there, you know, and uh, and that's when he ended up getting, like, the official diagnosis. And then we were very lucky because we live in a place that has a school like Austin P Elementary that had a pre-K class that was specific for, like, speech-delayed kids. Um took him on and like, you know, they made them verbalize anything that they wanted, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that. And then they helped with physical therapy. They pulled him out to do speech therapy. And so even though that's a, that's a public school, they do an amazing job out there. And, and Austin's P has been, been really great, but um, I could see the benefits, especially since we have like a, a high functioning kid, I could see like, you're losing your crutches there, but I could, yeah. I, I could see because when we went to the bowling center every week, you see the entire spectrum. Because there's kids from the entire spectrum on there, nonverbals, violent kids that are like hitting their grandparents. You got, and you see like what you think of stereotypical autistic kids is like no emotion, don't hug their parents, don't say I love you. Like you meet those to be like, you know, then you have some that have the opposite, you know, they, they don't meet a stranger. And that's something you got to work on too. Like they'll walk off with a stranger, they'll give, they'll go up to random children and give them a hug and invade personal space because, so they have the opposite problem of, of a, of a kid like that. So, um, 
he you know he now he gets pulled out to do stem stuff he, he you know he got out of that all the all that stuff but um i can see i like i see the importance of having a place not only where you can get consulted and you can get analyzed and you can get you know advice but also a place for kids that just cannot function in that normal yeah. school environment to have a place to work on work on things instead because the alternative is a lot of times especially nowadays is they're going to sit at home and they're going to be given an xbox or an ipad or something and just like veg out yeah just just chill out and it's like no you've got motor skills to work on and so they can run around they can bounce off the walls they can jump on trampolines they can do all this stuff and they got people playing with them you know too so they can learn the boundaries of like I'm playing too rough from, you know, and so like, you know, yeah, everybody should come out Monday, support the place. It's a good cause. You know, I'm glad they're there and I hope, uh, hope them all the success. So how do they get to you guys? Is it, they call you or is it a referral or how do they get set up with you? Yeah. So we, um, can only work on referrals based on insurance. So, um, there's a couple of ways. Some folks will go through a psychologist who will do autism testing and send us a referral. Some pediatricians are well-versed enough that they can uh, send us a referral as well, but some of them will still want to refer out to a psychologist, but we'll have to have a referral from one of those uh, for ABA services. And then from there, um, unfortunately, we have a pretty lengthy waiting list. And then um, once they come off, we we bring them in for assessment and determine how many hours they need to come a week. Well, I'm sure that you guys do a great job, obviously. And um, it sounds like you don't have any lack of demand. Are there other centers that could help in the same area, though, if people, you know, they're on a waiting list and they need help now? Is, is, there, is there enough? Is the demand covered, I guess, is what I'm saying? Um, no, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and it's hence the fundraising. Yeah, it's it's so heartbreaking. I mean, it's just there's so many kiddos who need services and need help. So that's why we're excited to put on this event Monday. Uh, we've got a number of people who are coming out to speak just to get out information about services because mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't know what's available until you know they get a diagnosis or their pediatrician sends them somewhere and they're like what in the world so now they're having to google everything and trying to find stuff so we want to get the information out let people know their services here um you know unfortunately for aba there will be a waiting list and there's there's a number of places in memphis um, and surrounding areas that you can attend for aba services and it's just unfortunately with the number of people that have autism at this point it's just a pretty lengthy waiting list yeah i bet it's rough in the rural areas if memphis is struggling to fill the demand i bet the rural areas are very underserved too yeah most definitely we've actually um spoken a couple of times about branching out to some of the rural areas um it's just a matter of you know well i know the rule i know the rural areas are underserved for psyche uh psychiatric evaluations and uh, mental health type stuff when i was a deputy i was a deputy uh, a decade ago but I was, a, I was a cop a long time. And while I did that job, we dealt with, uh, you know, when people were crisis, suicidal, we would show up, right? Yeah. And so, uh, and even children, like we dealt with kids a lot that would have, uh, you know, various behavioral issues. Maybe the parent couldn't handle it. They call the cops, right? Well, what we found was like, especially with the adults, like we just didn't have anywhere to take them, you know? So like you would try to get them evaluated in these rural areas. And if you can't, you just dump them at the jail. So I know that they're underserved, and so you know if the, you know you're, they're underserved for the mental health aspect, I'm sure that includes a, a weakness on evaluating and servicing children with autism, uh, which is unfortunate. 
Yeah, it really is. So I'm also retired police. Oh, uh, are Memphis you? Police. Yeah. So, Memphis. I was Tipton County. Yeah. I was right here. Yeah. So, um, but same thing. I mean, we would bring a child in and then take them to juvenile court mm-hmm. and hope that the, the process worked and, you know. Yeah, Sometimes so it, that's what I was going to say on the juveniles. The only detention facility that at the time that we had was Memphis. So if, if you had a bed, and a lot of times we call down there and the Memphis didn't have a, a, a bed. So, But either way, that's still not the answer because you're, you're just putting a Band-Aid on the problem and dropping a child off that's not gonna, definitely not going to help with issues like autism. Uh, probably make it worse. Um, so that's unfortunate. It really is. Well, that, so what we're talking about, if anybody just joined in, is uh, she's from the Autism Centers of Tennessee, and it's a place out of Memphis, and they service children with autism. And we were talking about how at the cellar, that's the, the voice you heard off camera is James, uh, the cellar Monday night is having a fundraising dinner to benefit uh, the center. And so it's for a good cause. It's also going to have live music. They're going to have speakers. They're going to have a, a silent auction. So if you want to attend, tickets are available. We'll post a link on the Kick and Lawyer page, too. It's already on the seller page, and I know it's on their page because I, I shared it from your page. Um, and uh, remind me the cost again. $100. 100 bucks, But that includes dinner, and uh, a, a large percentage of that is going to benefit uh, a good cause. So make sure you guys, if you have time Monday after your turkey dinner and everything, uh, make sure you... It's the season for giving anyway, so you might as well show up and give. Uh, so you were a cop for Memphis, you said? I was, And yes. then you transitioned from that to this, or...? Yeah, so I uh, while I was with Memphis, I was doing the clinical psychology stuff and doing a lot of therapy and in-home stuff with kiddos uh, in foster care. And, yeah. Hmm. And so once I retired, I just kind of naturally. Retired. Came. So how long did you do it? Uh, so 16 years. I ended up, um, you can see how many scars I've got. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, I have no use of this part of my hand. I've got a rod, a couple screws. Huh. And, whatnot in it so well i'm sorry to hear that yeah i was a deputy 10 years well 12 total i was two years of reserve a year before and a year at the end and then 10 years full-time in the middle uh, but all i did i did patrol i did swat all the stuff that was the fun young guy go kicking doors yep. and stuff and Perfect. then and then i i uh went through a divorce that motivated me to go to law school <laughs> so now i'm the kicking the limping lawyer today yeah well, is there, is there anything else you'd like to tell folks about? Uh, you can tell them the website or where to find you, um, and then we'll let James go over one more time the, the dinner. If there's anything else you think is relevant to let folks know. Yeah, sounds good. So um, we are on Facebook. We're on Instagram, Autism Centers TN. And um, same thing, our webpage is autismcenterstn.com. Uh, we love to connect with people, even if you're just looking for resources and um, it's not something we provide. We love being a resource for anyone in the city. So please reach out, um, you know, call us 901-567-5361. And uh, we are here and available and wanting to help people. So please contact us. Sweet. James, you want to go over the dinner one more time? Yeah. I mean, we're going to have uh, a steak, a salmon, and a pasta option, but... Just want to say, you know, it's been kind of, it's like pretty heavy stuff we've mm-hmm. gone over, but Monday night's going to be about celebrating the fact that these kids get better and they have a place, you know, in Memphis to, to work on the things they need to. And that, you know, you know, it, it, we're, we're just going to celebrate them. It's not going to be, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. And that's how I feel, you know, when you initially get a child diagnosed with autism, you automatically think worst case scenarios but but no it doesn't have to be that way so i would say that the the 
view on that is pivoting, though, because I think of Evan, who's yeah. genius. He's super smart. I love him. He's funny to me. Very you know, smart, he's good. Yeah. His communication skills, I think, are above a lot of adults, to be honest. And then, of course, like I said at the beginning, you got folks like Elon Musk, who, so a lot of people are probably like, I shouldn't say wishing that their kid was autistic, but it's not, I don't think it's as negative as, as it, as it was maybe when we were kids. Sure. When we were kids though, they were all misdiagnosed. Yeah. I think there's a lot of kids when I was young that had autism and were just thought they were bad behaving children, you know? Yeah. Like you and I always thought Josh was just weird. Yeah. You know, we didn't know he's <laughs> autistic. <laughs> well, it's uh, like other spectrums we talked about. Most people are on it somewhere probably. Yes. Well, I appreciate you guys watching. Uh, Dale Presley did make a comment, said a lot of autis autism children love music, and I'm sure that's a way, it's a form of therapy they can use too. That's right. Speaking of music, you notice I got all these records. It's because we have a business venture, hopefully next year, that we're going to get rolling, and it's going to require records. So if you have records, you let me know. I'm either getting them for free or buying them cheap, trying to get a lot of records if you guys come up with them. All right, well, it was Morgan, right? Yes. I remembered the Adair, Adair for some reason, but I, in my head I was like, uh, I couldn't remember the, the first name for sure. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Morgan. Yeah, thanks, coming for, up and, yeah, uh, thanks and for having me. Joining us, and we'll have to have you back and talk more and bring your partner too. I'm actually the business head on this business, so I understand the position where you're kind of doing the business and maybe not the practice as much. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a, a one-two punch, I think. And, of course, James, you're always welcome to be here someday on camera maybe. but Thanks, bud. Yeah. All right, and uh, I want to remind you guys to like, follow, subscribe to the content on all social media platforms as well as podcast platforms. Uh, and as we mentioned before, you got TikTok. Josh is doing the new Strip Talk. Strip right. Talk, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah, you can go on there and see me strip. Yeah. <laughs> We're joking. They're joking. He's not I'm actually kidding. I do don't that. do that. Yeah. He just dances, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we got N.A. The Band. The new single is out, Wonder Girl. It's available across platforms. It is free. So make sure you check that out. Download those guys. Uh, Noah and Austin do a good job. Um, Michelle Allen, is, um, as I mentioned, has been a longtime sponsor of the show. Um, she's also a good uh, seller patron. She comes to seller all the time. So anyway, she's your go-to in the area if you're going to buy, sell, rent, or lease real estate. And as I mentioned earlier, we've had a lot of children come on at Mason's High Octane Martial Arts that have dealt with autism and other issues. It was definitely a, a godsend for me. Uh, when I started martial arts, and we're running a special right now, so if you're interested in getting yourself or your children signed up, let us know. Um, and then, of course, the seller we were just talking about, they're going to host the Autism um, Awareness Dinner Monday. Tickets are 100 bucks. You can still buy them now. Let us know. You can message me if you want to get a ticket, and I can direct you. And then there's also a link we're going to add here shortly to the Kicking Lawyer page where you can uh, uh, get tickets to go support that cause. And then Mason Knight Digital Marketing, Josh really had to help you accelerate your brand, whether it's with websites or social media marketing or whatever you need. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to watch us. I know it's a holiday week and everything, but uh, this is definitely for a good cause. You know, some of you may have personal uh, stories um, of people you know or love that are dealing with autism. And so, you know, we do enough bad. Sometimes we can do good and support those, uh, uh, you know, good causes like this. So y'all come out to the dinner. Hopefully I'll see you Monday at the cellar. Uh, have a good Thanksgiving. If I don't see you between now and then. Uh, everybody be safe. Um, remember, there's a lot of extra law enforcement out, and hopefully you won't need my services. So be smart. Don't drink and drive. Uh, but if you need us, we'll be here. So uh, you guys keep kicking. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching, guys. Just remember that this is not legal advice or investment advice. 
or business advice. This is for fun and entertainment purposes only. 